welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Rich Dotson, here with my fellow nerd, Matt O'Hara. And welcome. Welcome. Hey, what's, up? what's up, man? Welcome. Hey. Are you healthy? I'm feeling good. Not like most people in the NFL. <laughs> a lot of boo-boos going around. I know. It was like a healthy preseason. Now people are just dropping like flies. It's because they don't actually do anything in the preseason anymore. You know, the Browns are on pace to have 16 different starting QBs this year. You say 16, but I've heard the theory of 17 because the Browns have actually lost a quarterback on their bye week before. Touche. Mr. Johnny Manziel, I Touché. believe. So there we go. Hey, Mr. Johnny, want to play football? I just want to get a little high. <laughs> Uh, so there's Johnny that. Manziel. What's he doing right now? Uh, I'm sure he's cleaning up his act and getting ready for next year. Dude, last last person I know that was with him mm-hmm. in his apartment. Uh-huh. Yeah, he was using his Heisman Trophy as a blunt holder. I'm sure he was. Yeah, I, I, before I wasn't going to ever tell that story, but uh, now I feel like it's who cares? Yeah, who man? cares? Yeah. Everyone knows that he. I mean, there's pictures of him literally with a big blunt yeah. in his hand. You know, play goes over there. They're about to go to the casino. You know, they're hanging out in Johnny's apartment, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, he's like, dude, he just Johnny lights up. It's just me, Johnny, my other buddy, no names, please, uh, and Johnny's manager. And he's like, Johnny just lights up this huge blunt. Nobody else is like, he's I don't smoke. My buddy doesn't smoke. He's like, it's just Johnny smoking this huge blunt. He's like, he uses his Heisman Trophy. It's a blunt holder. It's the craziest thing ever. He's like, then we go to the casino. Dude smashes 10 vodka, uh, gin and tonics and does 10 uh, Jaeger bombs. Hey, man. And he won $15,000. I'm like, wow, it sounds like a good night. He's like, it was pretty fun. Yeah. Uh, living the life, man. That's an awesome party night. It's um, <laughs> not an awesome night if you're trying to be an NFL quarterback. Uh, no, no, no. Yeah. So, uh, that was like a night in college, right? Yep. yep. Not Minus the Heisman. Minus the Heisman. We had other trophies, right? Like cake tossing trophies. <laughs> exactly. We had other things going on. Boxing competitions. That's right. Yeah, I remember you getting knocked out. I do recall me putting my hands out and letting somebody punch me. I do recall that, too. So. And we were drinking all night. Out of a all keg. All night. All night. Uh, the good old days when we had a keg on tap in college in our house. Those were the good old days. I don't, well, I don't remember much of them, <laughs> but I remember that they were the good old days. So week two is over. We're entering week three. After week three, for most people, we're going to be 25% through the season. Holy cow. I mean, it's crazy when you say it like that, right? That's crazy. It is. Yeah. But that's not until after next week. Right. Which the game starts till tomorrow, so we're almost pretty much there. We're we're starting. We're creeping. Man, these days go by so quickly. They sure do. Um kind of like the availability of these running backs. Yeah, they're comes dropping and goes. like flies, man. Like running back right now. The value again, why do we build our teams around running backs? I mean receivers? Mm-hmm. Because the running back position is so fluid. And not only is it fluid. It's so unpredictable. Hashtag two to three window, two to three year window is never true. Even as, as, as for sure as something th- seems, it's, it's never what it seems. Right. Todd Gurley, the number one running back, turd Ferg so far. Is, are we worried? Pump the brakes on the turd Ferg talk. No, no, no. Yeah. Turd Ferg as in production wise. Yeah, he hasn't produced. He's still, he's still top tier running back. He's just in, right now it's just a bad situation Horrible because. situation. You know, in case Keenum's your quarterback, you're like, hey, hey, we don't even need cornerbacks. Right. You know, just go ahead. I mean, it's case Keenum at quarterback and you got Kenny Britt on the outside and Devon Austin. Right. 
when I saw this news when Tavon Austin signed that contract extension and people were like, ooh, should I trade for Tavon Austin? I'm like, no. No, for what? Yeah, he's he helps horrible. his NFL team a little bit. He's overpaid. He ain't going to help you. Grossly overpaid. If I saw somebody with Tavon Austin in their starting lineup versus me, I'm like, yes. Oh, yeah. I'm going to win. I mean, you're yeah, you're looking at, you know, either the guy is going to get you, like, two points or he's going to get you, like, 15 if he, like, does something amazing. But, yeah. But most likely it's going to be it's the two, be two. point. Yeah. yeah, most likely than not it's going to be two points. <laughs> right. right. Um, so, but again, like, again, Adrian Peterson, now he's hurt, wasn't doing anything. Ezekiel Elliott hasn't done anything. And we love Zeke. Right. 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 Doug Martin hasn't done anything. Right. There's there really hasn't been too many breakout uh hundred yard games. I think I think I saw like Gil Brandt. You know, he tweeted out like only seven there's only been seven hundred yard rushers. Yeah. So far this year. It's hard to come by. I mean right. David Johnson's looked great. Mm-hmm. Isaiah Crowell. But even even David Johnson, he's getting stuff from from Bruce Aaron, yeah, he called him out a little bit. Yeah, because the guy, I actually watched, I saw the play. He ran one bad route where he just like kind of gave up on the route, and um, it was in the end zone. He almost got inter- uh, Carson Palmer intercepted, but the DB dropped it. Yeah, like right now, like running back say, okay, and again, it's only two weeks, so there's nothing to even freak out about. But as of right now, through two weeks, running backs, the the fluid position, hashtag two to three, two to three year window, which is why we preach that so much. You have Matt Forte. Mm-hmm. You've got LaShawn McCoy. Right. You've got D'Angelo Williams, but that's not even long term. Right. There. Um, I'm trying to think who else has been kind of consistent. Mark Ingram hasn't done anything whatsoever. No, DeMarco Murray's been pretty good. DeMarco Murray has played well, even though, but, I mean, it looks like him and D- Derrick Henry, they're trying to get Derrick Henry worked in there. So it's still not nothing you can. He's looked good, and his catching ability is what's really saving him. Um, he, look, he ran for like 90 something yards last week. Yeah, he had a good game. Yeah, he had yeah, a good game. You're right. DeMarco Murray. No no asterisks. I yeah. apologize. Lamar Miller uh, has played well. And I'm trying to think who else. Melvin Gordon. Right. Absolutely. Has and, played and well. He's, he's only going to get better with with the injury. We'll get to that. We'll get yeah. Don't 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 S- jump the gun. Sorry. We're on sorry. a different topic. Good Lord. All right. Topic cutter. You're the one that brought him up, man. Um, CJ Anderson. CJA, yeah, is looked well. Although they were they were working Devontae Booker in a little bit more um, this past week. A little bit. Yeah. But that's really about it, right? Mm-hmm. Just a handful. A lot of those guys are like older guys, right? Guys that have been around. Mm-hmm. No young legs out there. No young bucks. But before we get into our weekly coverage of the games and what we think and who do we think are dynasty stashes and who are buy lows, who are sell highs, let's talk about injuries, right shall on. we? Let's do it. Let's get into it. The biggest one is, not the biggest one, but the first one on the list is Adrian Peterson. <laughs> Adrian Peterson. I mean, he was having kind of a lousy start to the season anyway, but um, an MCL tear. Or is that what a it, meniscus. A meniscus tear. Yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. Meniscus tear, which I, I guess... They're not even completely ruling him out for this yeah, week. Yeah, which is weird. Which he's not going to play this week. A, they have a buy after that. They're going to sit him for a week. He's, he's a freak, out. but yeah, he's going to need to sit this yeah, week. Yeah, Robo Knee will be back in two weeks. So it's nothing overly concerning. It is a little bit concerning, though, that he has had a slow start. Right. I mean, so, he's, he's averaging like right around three yards a carry or something like yeah, that. It's, that's it's, terrible. It's not good. Um, but again, I'm not freaking out yet. Even though somebody wrote me, like when we had our uh, nerd staff league, they're like, dude, Adrian, Adrian Peterson, this is going to be the year he dies. And I'm like, now nah, he's a robot. Don't be worried about AP. And now he's like dying. I'm like, oh, <laughs> oh. Are you concerned about AP? Um, I'm not buying AP because we're gonna go through some of these runbacks. We're gonna no, well, nobody's buying AP. I point. mean, I think he was available in the off season, and there was some thought that hey, this guy's like the never ending running back or something. Okay. But I, I wasn't buying that. Okay, let's and, do this um, then. And and the beginning of the season hasn't you know 
endeared him to me. And now I love at like this point early in the season because I love panic mode, right? When these guys aren't doing well, like you can sometimes you get people in panic mode. Oh yeah, this is like Deva- the whole Devonte Parker thing. Like Devonte Parker, people are panicking because he has injuries again, you know. Um, but he's still long term play. And if you bought Devonte Parker for real cheap because he had a double hammy thing, boom, he comes back week two already back week two, just one week off. Had a nice week. Had a huge week. Yeah. Showed his great eighty inch wingspan and catches everything. Right. God, I like Devonte Parker. Yeah, me too. And now all of a sudden his like ooh people are like ooh. Like, like he's a like he's a new shiny toy. Yeah. Like, we've been talking about him for Ooh, he years. is good. Yeah, yeah. Well, look at that. <laughs> oh well, shiny. So AP. So like you're not buying, but do you think like if you're okay? So with all these injuries right going on, and mm-hmm. Adrian Peters, Adrian Peterson's injury is short term. Do you feel like, hey, I'd give up a 17 second right now for Adrian Peterson if you're a contender? So which and you you need that running back right now. Like maybe some of your guys are underperforming. Some of these guys we're not really high on. Uh, maybe you had Danny Woodhead. Do you feel like right now, as an AP owner, would you take? Obviously, you're not a contender. Like you take a 17 second for him, right? Um, if if I was not a contender and I had AP, I would take a second. And if I was in your other hypothetical position where I needed a, it, so I would give up a second. For yeah, a I think it's fair value. Yeah, right now I think for AP. Yeah, I think I think that's definitely. You're, I mean, you're taking all the risk because. If you need a running back to try to win it all, one, if he bombs, then you're not going to win it all. So it's a higher pick. Right. Two, we've been preaching the 17 rookie class. The second round is going to be probably pretty solid there. Absolutely. Where at least you're going to be able to get a running back where it's going to be like the bottom tier of the running backs, but the bottom tier of these running backs going to next year will be first round caliber of this previous year. Absolutely. So it's, again... I feel like right now it's way too early, but the second round is like almost like a 16 first round. You know what I mean? Uh, yes. Yes. Okay. So, I mean, so AP, second round, if you need a running back, go out there and try and get him for a second round pick. Yeah. I mean, that, that's good value, I think, for, for both, both people at both this ends. point. Yeah. Because okay. I'm not going to give up a first round pick for Adrian Peterson anymore. Yeah. And if somebody's like, dude, that's not fair, say, hey. Turn on the Dynasty Nerds podcast. Exactly. Fast forward to minute nine and <laughs> listen to what these sexy mofos have got to say. Yeah. Well, one out of two ain't bad. <laughs> Which one? <laughs> no comment, please. <laughs> uh, moving on, another injury. Um, and I mean, <laughs> as the sand goes through the hourglass, so does Aaron Foster get injured, I guess. I don't know. It's just kind of. It's only week two. It's one of those things. Like, it's just inevitable. You know, he's just growing, too. It's always, it's his groin, it's his hammy, his ankle. But I feel like it's always his groin, right? He has a lot of groin and hammy issues. It's like there's like a bag of ice down there all the time, shrinking up so, so much. It's just hurting him. It's just like a lot of, of soft tissue, you know, leg issues for him. He's a walking bag of gelatin. Right. So there he is. He's on the shelf again. Supposedly, it's not going to be long term, but even if he comes back, <laughs> I mean, it's going back down again. Yeah, it's just going to be another little tweak of something else. And he wasn't. He was another guy that wasn't running very well, yeah. averaging right around three yards a carry. And I, and I wasn't really looking for Aaron Foster to be a runner between the tackles. Like I was really excited about him being in Miami for his catching ability. Yeah. And then right now you have, I mean, Kendon Drake showed his head there in Miami. Like, and that's like a situation I don't even want to mess with. Like, people are like, ooh, who's the man there? I'm like, Psh, got me. Yeah. Ajayi, whoever they Damian draft, Williams. Whoever they draft next Kenan year. Kenan Drake. Yeah. Look for that 17 running back to be a stud there. Mm-hmm. That's like when I look at situations where I'm like, okay. Because I feel like next year's class, once you get out of like Nick Chubb, Dalvin Cook, and Leonard Fournette, like situations come into play with a lot of those running backs too because they're all pretty good. Even Christian McCaffrey. Like, he's really good, but where is he going to go? Um, 
Miami's like a really nice spot where mm-hmm. I want them to go with that mm-hmm. offense that they're building there. I mean, Jarvis Landry's a monster. Devontae Parker is a sexy mofo too. He's right up here next to me. Uh, and Tannehill's <laughs> Tannehill's playing all right so far this year. He had a big game last week. Sure. So Foster, what's his value? A sandwich. Um, I if I owned him, I would take anything for him. Yeah, no, Lit- literally anything. No, we have to do. We have to get like a donations page set up on the site because no, I really want to get you know like the football guy and stuff like that. They have like those sound boards. I want one of those. Okay, you know, so we have the hashtag th- two to three year window, so we can have that. Okay, <laughs> I feel like I want one that says like, "What would you take for him?" And I want one that says, "Give me a sandwich." <laughs> <laughs> I'll take a sandwich for like because we use that comparison way too much. Sure. We can put it right like we can put it right here in the middle of the conference table, and you can hit a button. I can hit a button. Ooh, I like buttons. Hashtag two to three year window would have to be like you. You would be wearing that thing out. I think that would, thing wouldn't even work after about a month. Hockey. Yeah, it'd be my hockey. Um, yeah, we have to get one of those. All right, but we can't afford it ourselves, so we're gonna have to ask the audience to pay for it. <laughs> Come on, guys. Listen, if ten thousand of you donate a dollar. Man. All right. Anyway. Big soundboard. Anyway. I know. I'm begging. Yes, you are. I haven't even asked for anything. I said, what if? What if? Man can dream. Yeah. Dream like Danny Woodhead will be doing all year long. Nothing but he's got a lot of time to lay around now. So ACL for Danny Woodhead out for the year. Um, They came in. I mean, basically, this is going to be a huge boost to Melvin Gordon's value. As a Melvin Gordon owner. Yeah. And like I'm also a Danny Woodhead owner too, but and I'm a huge Danny Woodhead fan. Yeah, I mean, I've, we've right. been pre- you and I have been preaching his name for ever now. It's just a huge blow because he's over. He's like what thirty one. He's he's getting up there, yeah. So this this might be you know might spell the end of his career. But I mean, he might be able to. Squeak. He'll be back. He, yeah, he'll be. I mean, but it depends on how effective he comes. His long term dynasty value is really low. Might be somebody though, like you want to try and buy, like not now, but like maybe like week nine. You just like throw a flyer out there, or maybe not even like because at the end of the year, I feel like his value people are like, oh, don't Woodhead's gonna be back, you know? Like, I can't, I'm not giving him up, he's still a stud when he plays in the PPR leagues, but maybe like week nine, week eight, maybe throw like a you know, 17 fourth out. It's like something really cheap, you know mm-hmm. what I mean, for a Woodhead offer just to see because if it does come back and he has value definitely in San Diego or anywhere really for Woodhead, I feel like he, it'd be worth that fourth round pick, even though the shelf life is very limited because of his age alone. Right. But like you said, Melvin Gordon owners, who Melvin Gordon has looked really good the first two games. The Melvin Gordon, what we expected. Right. Absolutely. So this is the Melvin Gordon we, we thought we were getting last year, but he kind of just took a year, I think, to mature in the offense and get ready, you know, get used to the speed of the NFL game. Which, I mean, if he starts getting new lies in the passing game, I mean, look out. This guy, out. Yeah, he's going to be a top three. He, he could finish as a top three fantasy producer this year. I mean, they did go out today and sign Dexter McLackluster, Ooh. Um, who is, you know, a street free agent. So he'll probably fill a little bit of that role once he's up to speed with the offense. But I don't think he, I don't think he's as good as Danny Woodhead, basically. So I don't think he's going to be. Yeah, he's on the street for a reason. Yeah, he's not. He's be, not bad. He's not a bad running back. He's just kind of like a gadget guy, though. But that's what I mean. That's what Dan, I mean. Danny Woodhead's. A, Dan Woodhead's not a good running back, but he's a he's a good pass catching back. I mean, he he strives in that San Diego offense there. So if Dexter McCluster can fill, say he fills seventy percent of that role, that's a that's a high end running back too. Yeah, and 
Uh, I don't think McCluster is going to get that much. To be honest, I think I think I think Melvin Gordon's going to get the lion's share of that. Oh yeah, so, I mean this is a guy remember they that. traded up for in the first round to yeah. grab last year. So, but at this point, Dexter McCluster, check your waiver wire uh, immediately and pick him up and stash him. He, he's probably worth a stash. I don't think he's going to give you the same kind of um, production you got from Woodhead. But if you're a guy that you know, hey, we got an IR spot. I just put Danny Woodhead down. McCluster is probably a good person. Yeah, to pick and it's up. one of those guys like if you if you. He's a guy that you could pick up off your waiver wire and end up maybe as a desperate play on a bye week or something along those lines. If he catches a couple, if he gets you five to eight points, mm-hmm. nine points with a couple catches, then hey, that's worth. That's a great pickup as a waiver wire guy. Right. Right. Absolutely. I mean, it's more points than uh, Adrian Peterson was scoring. <laughs> but those are the kind of guys you do want to like to pick up because those are the guys. Those are the guys that will give you production just because they catch footballs. Mm-hmm. So Dexter McCluster is this week's waiver wire stash. Hit the board. Hit the hit the hockey. W- waiver wire stash. Got it. Nice. <laughs> Moving on. Josh McCown got hurt. Oh, you know, there's another one. Um, I I actually knew that he was going to get injured eventually. I did not think it was going to take literally one quarter of football to get him injured. Um, but there it was, man. He was <laughs> limping around, basically couldn't move his left arm for the whole entire game. Came out a couple times, like. Went to the locker room type of things real quick and came back out. Yeah, I saw when he got hit, I was at the game and he came out like he was rotating his shoulder. I'm like, oh, Josh McCown's hurt. It was early too. It was no, it was literally the first quarter, yeah. and he was holding like uh, he was not moving his left arm at all. He kind of had it held. My like, seats are right there. I saw him. Yeah, it was. Like, uh, oh, Josh. Yeah, it's like God's up there, and they, you know, like those Gopher games where the at the like Chuck E. Cheese where they pop up, you hit him with the mallet. Yep. And every time a Browns quarterback pops up, God's like, oh, not so fast. Oh, Bam. Oh, God. Bam, and he's good at that game too, man, yeah. Because he's just knocking all our quarterbacks out. Enter Cody Kessler. Oh God, <laughs> you're next, young man. So, um, let's I guess talk about that for a second. Cody Kessler, what does that do, um, in your opinion, to basically all the Browns? Um, it gives a boost to the running backs because they're gonna have to run the ball. They're gonna have to. Uh, as all the receiving options. Goo. You think that gives a all right? I mean, I totally agree that it's goo for the um, wide receiving options. You think it's going to give it a boost to the running game? No, because they're going to do the same thing they're doing. Todd Gurley. They're going to crowd. Exactly. They're going to crowd the box. This is this is a stay away situation for me. Oh, for sure. Yeah. You, you don't want to have anything to do with the Browns. I already picked up every every and every like uh, redraft league I am in. I picked up Miami's defense to start this week. Yeah. Every single league I'm in, I picked them up. You don't want to have, uh, for me, this is don't touch the no. Browns. This is like the, the black hole this of is like fantasy San Fran- yeah, right the, now. This, San Francisco, L.A. Yep. Yeah, you, you just don't want, any you just don't want anything part of it. Yep. I mean, you want Todd Gurley, yes, but like as of like this week, no, you just don't want. You don't to want to be yeah. starting any. No, I'm no. no. I mean, there's guys to be owned on the teams. Oh yeah, you just don't want to be starting yes. anybody on the team. Even right now, people have sent me questions like, "Hey, should I start uh, Theo Riddick, Todd Gurley, or?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I'd start Theo Riddick over Todd Gurley in a PPR league." I don't think there's anything wrong with that right now. No, people are like, "Well, it's Todd Gurley." I'm like, well, I, you, "I mean, especially do you now win? with the next the next injury. I mean, Amir Adula, he's walking around in a boot and seeing specialists for his foot." Yeah. So I mean, Ugh. it's going to be theoretic for I think a Amir little while. Pool looks so good too, man. He's got the small hands. Now he's got a broken foot. I, I'm just saying. I mean, you know my stance yeah, on the smells guy. Smells like cabbage. Smells like cabbage. No, I mean, I think Amir Abdul is a talented runner. I just don't think he's ever going to hold up. They're averaging over six yards a carry there in Detroit. Yeah. They were dominant 
uh, in a passing game and a run game, game. But this is a huge boost to Theo Riddick. They are interviewing Joyke Bell. They might bring back our old friend Joyke Bell to be their in-between tackle guy there. But right now in Jim Bob Cooter's offense, uh, the passing game to the running back has been huge. And Theo Riddick now losing some of that to Mir Abdullah and getting some carries, he's going to be the man there. And they, they were talking up the um, the rookie, uh, DeAndre uh, Washington, too, there. Yeah. Saying that, you know, he's probably, he's probably going to get a boost in carries uh, with Amir Abdul going down. So. Well, yes, yeah, so he's going to have, I mean, Theo Riddick's not a th- three down back. Right. But he, now all those passing downs, he's going to be in there and he's going to capitalize. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think this is going to be the, the Theo, I mean, the Theo Riddick show kind of. Yeah. I mean, last forward. year, last year he finishes like right around running back 17. So mm-hmm. look for him to probably get a slight boot. With all the downgrades right now going on, I mean, it's, is it quite possible that Theo Riddick might finish as a running back one this year? Yes. PPR leagues? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I agree wholeheartedly. And they actually just signed him to an extension as well. Yeah. So for for a guy that I I did not have faith in at the beginning of the year, kind of going into the season. Okay, my side? I've flipped on that guy. Yeah, he he's looking good. He's producing well and he looks good in their offense, man. Yeah, so he's gonna don't be surprised if Theo Riddick finishes as a running back one. So mm-hmm. maybe somebody again that you really need a running back. I bet you can get Theo Riddick. It's gonna cost you. But sometimes we talk about that. Sometimes things cost you what most people th- seem like a lot. That's not really a lot. Remember, Theo Riddick is young. He just signed a contract extension there. He's going to be their third down back. Theo Riddick, if you can give up something that's okay or maybe like a 17-second and something to get Theo Riddick, that's great value in return. Plus, they throw the ball a ton there. I mean, A ton. They're and in they play in a dome. Right. They're in a dome. They're throwing the ball a lot. They love throwing to the running backs. So it's it's definitely one of those situations where you kind of want to get a piece of it yeah like i'm so i'm like you're gonna have to go up a 17 second as part of a deal but it's gonna be a package deal to get theo riddick and you're gonna have to give up either like a receiver uh a running back i would would you give up like no as i say would you give up demarius thomas straight up no that's that'd be silly um i'm trying to think but something along like maybe along those like okay would you rather have in that offense, would you have Golden Tate or would you rather have Theo Riddick? Theo Riddick, because I have Golden Tate, and he's just disappointed me two weeks in a row. Well, I've, see, come back to my side. Remember, you were trying to build up this whole week. Look where Theo Riddick finished last year. And you were, right, and I was like, oh, you're right. He did have a solid year last year. But I was like, I bet Theo Golden Tate doesn't have that great of a year this year. He's not, man. They're and you're like, him, you're wrong, Rich. And I'm like, I'm not wrong, They're man. throwing him nothing but little screen passes are right around the line of scrimmage. I'm not sure what the deal is with that, but. But for a guy like that, like, don't you think, like, if for, okay, now you, because you have him, say no, but I bet for most cases in a dynasty, like, you go, hey, man, I'll give you golden tape for Theo Riddick. People are like, okay, yeah, for sure. Receiver, running back. Um, no, I'm, I'm saying I would give up, I would give up golden tape right now if you offered me Theo Riddick. Yeah, I know, but I'm saying, that's what I'm saying. Most people that have Theo Riddick would take golden tape. Golden tape. I bet. Tate. Okay. I, bet. Right. I mean, just from name recognition and, yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. But so a guy like golden tape. And honestly, I'd give up, like, if I had a late second, I'd give up Golden Tate and a 17 second for Theo Rick. Again, this is a guy that's, that you and I both just now predicted is going to finish probably as a running back one right. this year. Um, and who's young. And then, again, he's not an in between tackle as running back. So those guys do hold longevity. Guys like them that don't get hurt, where even if he finishes consistently over the next couple of years of running back two, mm-hmm. that's really good value. So Theo Riddick, jump on it. That's a nice little segment we had on Theo. Yeah. Um, Jay Stu, can't Jonathan really, Stewart. Can't really jump on it right now. <laughs> he's got a hammy. He's got a hammy. He can't do much up and down jumping. 
I feel like Jay Stu's always like there's always something going on. With He's always nicked. He literally never makes it through a year. It's always like a three or four game injury though. So that's you know it is what it is. If you've owned him for a long time, you kind of know that he's going to miss three or four games at some point. <laughs> so in the it's season. begun, and here it is. So um, he's going to miss a few games with a hammy. Fozzy Wazzy was a bear. Will be the guy that you yeah, want to try mean, to pick up. Fozzy Whitaker. Yeah, Fozzy Whitaker came in, got 16 carries, had 100 yards, 6.3 average right pretty solid absolutely yeah uh, so. he's the guy to own there if you know if he's out on the waiver wires which i would be surprised at this point if he was yeah you feel people would have jumped on that already but you never know you never know fozzy if he's out there pick him up fozzy whitaker grab him and start him sure um next on the list jimmy garoppolo yeah man um so that didn't last long <laughs> <laughs> what is it is he a browns the new england browns over yeah, there yeah so um he got a brisket, a tasket. Yeah, so he Jacoby. Get, <laughs> yeah, Jacoby brisket, bris, brisket, brisket. Sure. I'm just gonna call him brisket. Just call him. Brisket. I know it's brisket. But I just, <laughs> just call him brisket. Mm, brisket. My mouth just started watering. <laughs> Salvating all over the mic. This is a new mic head you got out there. Yeah, too. It is. So yeah, that, I mean that's like his right shoulder um, separated basically um, for Jimmy Garoppolo. So they are being real coy about the injury. Big surprise. It's the Patriots. They're not. They're not you know, saying for sure that he can't start on Thursday night football. But guess what? He can't start on Thursday no, he's night. Not. He just had his sh- throwing shoulder separated. Yeah. So If he came out with his arm amputated, the Patriots are like, oh, it's just his Halloween costume. He's very festive. It's just a flesh wound. <laughs> it's but a scratch. <laughs> so, but, I mean, Jimmy, yeah, he's hurt. Who cares, right? I mean, it's the Tom Brady show here in just a couple more weeks. No, I mean, it's not a who cares because I think the guy's – he he like kept their fantasy value afloat. You're right. There. Actually, if Gronk comes back, that does hurt Gronk a little bit. Yeah, because who knows what you're going to get out of a rookie, uh, and a guy that we ha- we barely saw like do anything. You know what so, I'd use this opportunity as? I'd use this opportunity not this week, but not okay. So not this week, but next week is when I'm going to put in some shares that go get out Chris Hogan, who hasn't done anything really major, but you know. He's had solid performance. Yeah, nine. I think he had like nine yeah. points last week. He had the fifteen points a week before that. Right. So his production is probably going to drop drastically here with uh, brisket in there. And so again, not this week because it feels like you're like going after it too early. Right. Wait till next week. Look, look who is Chris Hogan. Put a little offer out there. I'm telling you, when Tom Brady comes back, Chris Hogan's value is going to go up, up. It's going to go from six to noon, midnight. Yeah, all right. Six to noon, six straight to midnight. Up. Straight up. Straight up is what you're, st- what you're um, trying to say there. <laughs> Paul Abdul style. Straight up. Now tell me. Um, Thomas Rawls. Thomas Rawls couldn't finish the game, had a leg contusion, basically, which is nothing more than like a bruise, but he couldn't finish. So it must have been a really bad bruise. Deep bruise. Or Pete Carroll was like, goes on the bench you're not doing anything he comes um, over cheryl cheryl kicks him in the carol kicks him in the shin <laughs> bam oh contusion yeah sit down but basically he came out and was was praising uh c mike after the game christian michael he said he said that uh christian michael was like he was shot out of a cannon it was like he was i mean he he rushed it 10 times for 60 yards so i mean that's a very very good uh average obviously uh there was the concerning fumble but Pete Carroll himself even kind of like brushed that off. I was like, you know, he did have the the fumble, but uh, you know, blah blah blah. Yeah, I mean, like brush that aside. And ten carries for sixty yards compared to Thomas Rawls' seven carries for minus seven yards. Yeah, he had a rough day, man. Seven for minus seven. Right. 
That's not, that's not how you do it. That's you're doing it wrong. You had seven carries yeah. <laughs> for an average of one yard backwards. You're doing it wrong. I'm 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 starting to uh you know be a little bit worried that maybe Thomas Rawls rushed himself back and he's not 100 percent healthy. I'm starting to worry that Kristen Michael is going to be the starting running back for the Seattle Seahawks, which is weird because they just put Thomas Rawls back. Like no, he was always a starter. Right. But now this happens. Maybe they did rush him. I don't know, man. It's a situation right now. Like. If I'm a Thomas Rawls owner, I'm concerned because, like, Kristen Michael is getting these opportunities, and every time he gets the opportunity, he looks better. He looks better. But that's what I'm, I'm, it definitely didn't look that way last year early before Rawls got injured. That's the only reason I'm, I'm kind of leaning towards, I think Rawls probably isn't 100% healthy. I mean, but come he's on. just trying to fight through when it. The other, when the other running backs, Alex, Alex Collins, right. two rushes, zero yards right and then Rawls minus seven yards i mean the dude could average three yards per carry and he looks like a beast compared right i mean i think they're just last week they're obviously having some offensive line issues too there um so they have to they have some stuff to straighten out and and, you know it's probably a situation you don't really want to be you know have a part of if i own one of them right now like for this year for like right now if i have christian michael i'm like okay which i do in some leagues yeah i have i'm like but I still don't even feel comfortable starting that dude. I'm not. I I have him, and I have no, I have no confidence that I, I can have start better him. options. Right. It's a wait and see. We're still feeling out the Seattle situation. I mean, I I I have him on the same team where I have Danny Woodhead, and I'm still probably not going to start Christian Michael coming up this week. I you know like I'll be like. Eh, I now, get... if you flip side that to Doug Martin, who's got his hammy issue, and you own Charles Sims, I'm starting. I do have Charles Sims actually on that team. <laughs> I, I have Charles Sims on a couple of teams, and I am starting him in. I am char, I am starting Charles Sims at running back next week in two leagues. Are you? Yeah, over guys that are like over Ryan Matthews, yeah. for example. I'm starting him next week. Um, I like Charles Sims. I oh, do too. I mean, only it, had 24 rushing yards last week. On, but, on that on that team, I have Devontae Freeman and Jamal Charles slash Spencer Ware. So I'll probably go with the combination there of Devontae Freeman and whoever whoever starts there in KC. Okay. So I mean, I think I have those guys just slightly higher um, than Charles Sims. Yeah, but, I want to, uh, but not not a lot. I, I want I want to see Charles Sims get a little bit more involved in the passing game. Yeah, he had five targets, I believe, last week. Caught three of them, but it was only four or four yards. <laughs> that was an I mean, that was an epically bad game by the Bucks. I mean, oh, with, so bad. Yeah, James Winston had four picks and a fumble, so it that was a rough game to you know you can't really. Like it's still so early in the season that it's you you can't really trend a whole season on no. anything that's happened. What so about far. Mike? We'll get to the game. I was saying Mike Evans with the seventeen targets, but we'll get to that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Doug Martin does have a hammy. Where they're trying to say it's not a big deal, but he's getting an MRI on it, so we have to see yeah. how that is. If you're going in for an MRI, obviously there's something going on, right? A little it's, bit more than it, you're trying to. It allude feels to. worse than a normal hammy pull. Yeah, if, if you're going in for an MRI, exactly. Oh, it's my hammy. Are you okay? Yeah, well, we'll just give you an MRI. Yeah, <laughs> that that's not how it goes down. It's like, no, dude, I can barely stretch and move or anything, you know. And then Dante McCreef got hurt. Dante McCreef's shoulders is busted up a little bit. And some of the B reporters think he's going to miss multiple games. Yeah, it's they they. I mean, it was quoted as, um, you know, not a matter of how, of if, but how many. Yes. Games. You're right. That's what I said. Mm-hmm. So Dom, Dom, Dante McCreef gets a knockdown, gives a little slight boost to Philip Dorsett. Um, yeah, it does. Absolutely. He's played okay, right? Yes. We're kind of we weren't really big on him, but he's playing okay. He, he's he's doing it. I feel like right now is like what he's. I, 
Now, granted, it's only second year. It's his first thing, but it's like, this is what he is. Yeah. I don't know. Like, something that's never going to be anything special. You know, it's just going to be like, yeah, you can throw him out there, but he's going to win you a championship. Nope. He's not championship. But we were wrong before. Championship. We'll get to that, too. Um, Rashad Jennings has his thumb in a cast. Supposedly, he's going to play. Supposedly. Supposedly. I don't know know how, but, I mean. Unless he gets picked up because people think he's hitchhiking on the way home. I guess I guess he's gonna play is is what I've I've read. So well, might give Shane Vereen a little boost this week, huh? I guess. Come on, Shane Vereen. Woo! Hey, it's hey, Shane. It's Shane. Uh, and then Brandon Marshall's got a knee injury. Right, and he's kind of saying it's gonna take up until game time to figure out whether or not he's gonna be able to play, which kind of sucks for owners. But um, it is what it is. All right. So now that's that. Let's get into these games, shall we? Let's do it. I'm sure we probably missed an injury here or there, but there's um, so many of them. Listen, we can't keep track. Right, we're, we're not doctors. Damn this it. This was a brutal. We're podcast hosts, Jim. <laughs> that's, that's um, so the Thursday night game was Buffalo, New York. I love that everybody's talking right now, saying, "Hey, it's not, uh, it's not if, it's just when Rex Ryan's going to get fired." They fire uh, Chan Gailey. Um, no, Ra- uh, Greg Roman. Uh, yes. Chan Gailey's uh, now in New York. Yeah, who's doing phenomenal. That's why yeah. I got confused. Mm-hmm. Um, so Rex is probably going to get fired. Rob's going to probably get fired. I mean, they forced him, basically, from what I heard, the front office um, the ma- fire. made Rex fire him. Yeah. So it's just a matter. Which is weird because offense, like, he was the highest paid offensive coordinator. He got Tyrod Taylor into his, it's just a mess in Buffalo. They scored, like, how many points? 31 and gave up thirty seven. You think you think the offense, offensive coordinator You think the offensive coordinator <laughs> should get fired or maybe the defensive coordinator? I wish the Browns would score thirty one points in a game. But since your head coach <laughs> is really the de facto defensive coordinator and his twin brother is on the staff also the, you know, the like, worst defensive coordinator in the world. Yeah, he is really he is bad. the worst. I mean Tyrod Taylor had a solid game there. You know, he almost threw for three hundred yards, three touchdowns and an interception. Um, came away with 25 rushing yards. Tyrod Taylor, solid quarterback. Um, mm-hmm. Another side, Matt Forte with another really strong game. 30 carries for 100 yards. Yeah. Three touchdowns. I faced him in the league on Thursday night. And so I was like, I. I was like, man, freaking Forte is going to get the best lo- of me. Lo- and I lost that. <laughs> and I won by three points. Did you really? Yeah, I lost that. I lost that. Game. I won. And I love those wins too because you go into it like you play the guy. Oh yeah! When you play the guy on thirty Thursday night and he has a monster, you know, and you're like, oh, dude, you have thirty-two you're, points. You're in the hole to begin with on Sunday. Yeah, like, and you're so like, far. Oh, I need some guy to have the monster. And then like you go into it you're like, okay. And I went into it with Jordan Matthews and Ryan Matthews for the Monday night game, and I needed like, I only need a couple points. Right, right. And I was like, yes. Um, but on that side of the ball, Matt Forte for somebody who. I thought personally going into the year that they were really going like, to, I thought all, I believed in all that hype because of how well Bilal Powell played at the end of the year last year that they're going to really like kind of split carries and use Matt Forte more as like a limited kind of role and save him as a postseason goes along. That's really not the case. He's rushing the ball. He had 30 carries. It's a ton of carries. Mm-hmm. Um, ran the ball really well. Only a 3.3 average, but still, it's still pretty good. He had three touchdowns. Okay? Yeah, the three touchdowns. I mean, throwing a couple of, um, receptions and you know it's just icing on the cake basically both receivers there uh brandon marshall eric decker both had great games again now with marshall with this knee really puts eric decker into that like wide receiver one category like he's not there already that's just a touchdown um, 
Don't um, forget about Quincy Anua. He had a nice game, too, man. Six it's for, back-to-back kind yeah, of nice games. Yeah. Even week one, he had like a healthy amount of targets. Six for 92. So Caught all six targets. Right, right. And again, he had 92 yards. So if Marshall goes down, Anua could possibly be a nice little start there. Ryan Fitzpatrick has a rapport with him. He trusts him. He's good to go. Yeah, if Brandon Marshall's out this week, Quincy Anua is probably a, a start for you. I agree. Another side of the ball, Sammy Watkins, two catches, 20 yards, five targets. He's fighting through it, man. He, I think uh, you nailed it on the head last week when you said this is kind of going to be like a Dez thing, where once that foot comes up, it's, it's going to be a disaster all year long. I right mean, now, un- Sammy Watkins is a bench until further notice. I was going to say, unfortunately, you got to bench the guy, man, and you drafted him, and he's probably somebody on your team that you, you can't really afford to bench, but Guess what? You're going to have to bench him, man. Yeah, I got Find him in my redraft op- leagues, and I'm benching him. Find it's a better a, option. I'm done yep. with him until until I see that foot's healthy and he's utilized properly. I mean, five targets, come on. That shows right there that he's not healthy because they're only even targeting him five times. Right. Until that, I, need ten, I need minimum ten targets to Sammy Watkins every single week Exactly. for me to be a happy camper. Because right now, guess what? I'm not a happy camper. I can see it on your face. Hit the button that says I'm not a happy camper. I'm not a happy camper. Love that new thing we got going on uh-huh. over there. Uh, so moving on to the Baltimore Ravens Browns game, like we, you know, I said on my ESPN show that Mike Wallace would be probably a nice, solid, sneaky start last week, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, I was right. Four catches, forty-one yards, and two touchdowns. Uh, silly Mike Wallace, but here's the big thing: Dennis Pitta. I know, man. He returned from the dead like the Undertaker. Like, <laughs> he's like my grandpa. He's got two mm-hmm. fake hips. He's out there catching nine balls for 102 yards on 12 targets. He's the man in Baltimore. I'll tell you what. He took a pretty solid hit right to that area, too, and just got up and was fine. So he might be over it, Again, man. I was there, and I was just so happened there at the game. I was with the game with the person I was with last year when Dennis Pitta. Two years ago, I think. Was it two years yeah, ago? Oh, yeah. yeah, when he broke it, when, uh-huh. when he hurt his hip versus the Browns. I was yep. like, Ooh, he'll never play again. Yep. No, I'm not always right. Because guess what? He's out there. This guy's going to finish as like a top seven fantasy tight end if he finishes the year like this. Totally pushes Max Williams to the back shelf. What's going on with Max Williams? Who knows? Who knows? I mean, it's it's he, Max Williams is probably third at, uh, on their tight end list now. Because, I mean, even the crack at Rocket was out there. You know, he had three targets. Yeah, Max Williams didn't do anything. I don't even think he was targeted. Uh, like you said, crack at the Rocket had three targets. But obviously, Dennis Pitta is the guy that Joe Flacco is trusting right now. Had a really big week. No touchdowns. Still almost had 20 points out there. Steve Smith, eh, yeah, whatever. Steve Smith's old. He's working his way back, I think, a little bit from that injury still. Um, not really a guy you want to have in your lineup. Big thing is I'm, the only thing I'm really looking forward to in Baltimore is just when uh, Kenneth Dixon comes back. Me too, because they, I mean, literally, I mean, what is it, 11 carries and 14 carries for Terrence West and, and Justin Forsett, respectively. And they're just, they're average, man. Look at 3.8 yards for Ter- Terrence West and 2.6 for Justin Forsett. Yeah. Justin Forsett looked a million years old when he was running the ball. Yeah, he's a, he's a dinosaur tortoise. He's, I mean, he's an old guy, but he didn't really look it until this year for whatever reason. Hey, man, so he looks old Age now. catches up to everybody. Yeah, it, it, it does. And Terrence West is just not a very good running back. Nope. I, I, I mean, we've known that since he was on our team on the Browns for a while. Yeah. He, he dances too much. He doesn't get it in there and hit the hole hard. He's, he's not a guy that like runs with power for as big as he is. Coming from a guy that drafted Terrence West in the last pick of the rookie draft a couple of years ago, so I followed him very closely, coming out of Towson. He's, 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 he's no good. Yeah, he's a disappointment. He's a no good disappointment. Yep. Other side of the ball, breakout party for Corey Coleman. What? Yeah. The, number, the guy that was the number three consensus overall rookie pick between us, um, 
if you had a rookie draft today, if you redid a rookie draft, would you take Corey Coleman number two overall? Uh, I guess you would. Uh, I don't think I would. You still take Laquan? Yeah, I think I would. I know, I know he's he's having a hard time. He's developing kind of slowly there, but I would still take Laquan. I really liked what I saw of Corey Coleman. I liked his knack for the end zone. I liked his the way he moved in the open field, his knack to get open as well. It's only his second game as a pro. Five catches, 104 yards. Looked really good out there. Isaiah Correll had a nice game, but the big, you know, obviously the big gain was 85 yards. But he's having an okay year so far. No. Longest run of the season. Crowell looked very explosive in this game. Um, Just looked faster through the holes than I had seen him in the past. Um, So, I mean, I was They had a stat. Ready for the stat? Mm. He, at his peak speed on that run, uh, I think it was like 21 point something miles per hour. I heard a stat today. The fastest of any running, any running back in the NFL. Wow. This year. Isaiah Corral. I told you, man, he looked quick. I didn't, I didn't even know that stat going into it, but he yeah, looked, he came into camp really in shape this year. Yeah. He looked really quick. Um, so that's, I mean, that's all good news. Um, the center for the Browns went down, uh, with a lung, basically a lung contusion. Yeah. He's terrible. He stinks. So first round pick. Yeah. If you're a Browns first round pick and your name's not Corey Coleman over the last ten years, you're terrible. Um there are a couple exceptions. Joe Hayden, Joe Thomas. I don't know if they're Joe Thomas was over ten years. Yeah, ago. you're right. Joe Hayden though. Okay, is... Joe T- if your name's not Joe Hayden, <laughs> uh okay, no, wait, wait. Uh Alex Mack was okay too. All right, but he's gone. Um, let's talk all Browns today. All right, whatever. Anyways. Anyway, the center's getting replaced with the right guard who actually filled in a couple of years ago when yes. Alex Mack went down and the line looked pretty good running the ball with that lineup those those got to help because three guys on left because it's basically addition by subtraction just getting cam irving out of there at center and getting anybody else in dude can't block anybody he sucks yeah he's big time sucks sorry cam but you're not very good i cam if you're listening to this i'll go and tell you to your face yeah you're not a very good football player no you're, you're not yeah. there's nothing wrong with that i'm sure you're pretty, you know you could probably go make some pottery um Maybe, you know, sell some cars. And he's looked better at center than he did at, at any of the other positions. They had him They had him play in tackle and uh, guard last year. But he still looks terrible. It's still bad, man. Okay, moving on to really a bad. game that people might care about. Cincinnati, Pittsburgh. Uh, huge down week for Antonio Brown. He didn't score a million points. He only scored seven. Oh, yeah. I mean, this was a down week kind of for, you know, him. What if you're D'Angelo Williams owner? No, but A.J. Green, too. Oh, yeah, A.J. Green. Only, only two receptions yeah. for 38 he yards. He had five points there. Gio had a great game with nine catches for 100 yards. That's, a, that's more of the Gio that I was looking for this year. Again, I don't want to see him really getting that many carries. I want to see him utilize in that passing game. Had a monster week. Gio Bernard. So what are you thinking of uh, Jeremy Hill? We kind of made this out to be a make-or-break year, and it's looking more breaky than makey. Yeah, I mean, so after that far. strong rookie year, Going to the second year is a huge disappointment. And right now, last week too, versus Steelers' defense is just okay. 11 carries for 22 yards, a two-point average. That's what he almost consisted of last year. It's bad, man. I have a feeling the Bengals are they're going to be taking one of those 17 running backs. Yeah, I agree. Because they need I, that. I don't think Jeremy Hill is working out anymore. No. And I don't think they're going to wait around. If I'm a Jeremy Hill owner, I'm literally waiting for one big game, and I'm cashing out. I agree. For whatever I can get. Yep. I'd take a high 17 second right now for Jeremy Hill in a second. Definitely. Would you not? I definitely would. Yeah, I'm taking. I might even, like, I'm trying to throw offers. Maybe I'll man get, like, Tajay Sharp mm-hmm. for him. Mm-hmm. Um, I, think, I, think, I think it might be a deal you might be able to make, right? 
Jeremy Hill for somebody that needs a running back for like Tajay yes. Sharp. Yeah, and Tajay Sharp they, I think by they, a mile. I think they'd be enticed, you know, um, just on name alone there for Jeremy. I think he still has that a little bit that you could be like entice the Tajay Sharp owner. All right, hit sure. the hit the hit the sell high, sit that on fire key, whatever it is, sell key, whatever whatever on our hot board is over there. Oh, that but yeah, this that, one, yeah. this is still high. Is that still selling high? I don't know. Just get out. The <laughs> sell now. <laughs> no, no, we need to scream. There goes ah, get out while you can. <laughs> That's what we would need. Oh, the burning building button. Save yourself. <laughs> no, you yeah, the burning, the burning building. Burning yes, burning building. That's what Jeremy Hill would be right now. We need a burning hill button. That's what we need. <laughs> All right. Like, oh, save yourself. Yeah. <laughs> get out while you can. That'd be great right there. I'm sure if we dig deep enough, we can find a movie where someone says, "Get out while you can." I'm sure. So Jeremy Hill. That's the hockey we're doing. Oh, we got to get one of these now. We have too many good ideas. Okay. I feel if we sat down and we had a couple of brews and uh, we sat here and thought of some ideas, we had the best hot board keys in the world. They would just be flowing, man. Um, so Jeremy Hill, get out while you still can. Mm-hmm. Other side of the ball, can't wait for um, Le'Veon Bell to get back. Because, I mean, D'Angelo Williams is tearing it up, man. But it's still, I mean, they're, they're feeding him. They're feeding him. He got 94 yards, eh, but it was on 32 carries for 2.9 yards. So he's doing fantasies, doing you good because he's getting catching catching balls and catching TDs and stuff. And I'll tell as well. you what, in the official Dynasty Nerds League, I have Melvin Gordon and Le'Veon Bell as my starting running backs. Championship. Yeah, I have uh, some good breakouts like Stephon Diggs. Stephon. We'll get to him. Mm-hmm. I was texting uh, at Dynasty and Mike about Stephon Diggs this weekend. Yeah. Um, because he's he's the one that really built me his rookie draft coming out. He's the one that really talked me into why he's going to be good. Right. Um, and I told him so. I was telling him about how much I appreciate that and where we're at today with him. Um, moving on. There's nothing else you want to talk about that game. I mean, no. Eli Rogers only had three targets on that game. Um, Jesse James was still the tight end to have there. Came in with a touchdown. But besides that, it's still the Antonio Gates show. I want to see Marcus Wien get back in here because I'm still kind of waiting to see what Marcus Wien's going to do in his offense when he comes back healthy. But right now, Pittsburgh does look like one of the most effective offensive juggernauts in the NFL. Yep. Um, Tennessee, Detroit, we talked to how Maradula got hurt. Um, Delaney Walker still, you know, top five fantasy tight end there. Tajay Sharp took a little bit dip in his targets this week, caught four balls for 33 yards, nothing crazy there, but still the number one receiver in Tennessee. Like you said, DeMarco came away with another solid game. He was actually their leader in receptions, targets. Tar- Him and Tajay yeah. Sharp was seven. He caught all seven of his targets, 56 yards. He had a 67-yard run, which really helped out his average. He had 12 carries for 89 yards. So um, That helps out tremendously. That, that'll help. Yeah. I mean, he's capable of that. He, he's, a, he's definitely one of the guys that gets out in the open, and, and he can outrun some guys. And so. Derrick Henry looked... Good again. Yeah, nine for four, nine for forty, man. So, so um, I think I still think I'm still standing on my term about Derrick Henry. Is I th- I th- I never thought he was gonna be a bad running back. I just never thought his. I don't think he has long term value. I'm gonna keep saying it. All right. I think you proved me wrong. It's okay. But he looks good. He looks good, man. Um, if I had a re, if we did a re rookie draft, I'd he'd be going way higher than I think I you're right. Before. Yep. Um, other side of the ball, Theo Riddick still had you know he had five targets, four catches there. Um, Marvin Jones, the guy who I said was going to be a really nice solid receiver there this year. Looking good. Is looking really good. Mm-hmm. 11 targets, eight catches, 118 yards. He's the number one receiver there. 
And if you have the number one receiver in Detroit, that's always a good thing. Mm-hmm. I think that's why Golden Tate had a year he had last year because he did capitalize in Calvin Johnson's missed opportunities there. So I think Marvin Jones is going to be a nice asset to have for the next couple of years here. I agree, man. Well, besides that, nothing else going on. There any kind no. of sneaky plays you have there in Detroit or no. uh, Tennessee? Not really, no. No. Well, I think no. we already, I think we already, you know, covered the Theo Riddick stuff pretty thoroughly, and and I think we're good there. In Dallas, in and in Washington, Zeke, who's not known to fumble, had two fumbles. Right, and they've come out and basically said that it's not going to affect his workload going forward or anything. So it's oh, nothing dude. to really worry about. He he can go kick Jimmy. Not, he can get <laughs> Jerry Jones and the Jimmy. Jimmy. And when the... they drafted him, it's listen, we understand, you know, uh, Jerry had two testicles. Now he has one. He'll be okay. He's older fella. You know, they make they make fake ones now. He's okay. Yep. They've shook hands. They're men. They're over it. Zeke's still the guy. Of mm-hmm. course he's the guy. You have Dak Prescott as your quarterback, and you took Zeke number four overall. Um, it's, it's just weird because with that offensive line, I want to see Zeke do better. He still had 83 yards for a four-point average there. Still came in with a touchdown as well. Um, I feel like he's a little not utilized enough in the passing game. I'd like to see, let's see a little bit more of that. I think again, that, I mean, it's only week two. Right. They're still devel- they're developing that offense around, you know, with, with Dak there at quarterback. So it's going to take a little bit of time. They did do kind of what I thought they were going to do, and that was to make an effort to get Dez more involved. I, I, I mentioned that on the last podcast. Yeah, and I stole that from my ESPN show on Sunday. I totally came. I totally was on the show using that like as my idea. I was like, listen, I was like, I feel like they're going to use hey, that. They're going to capitalize on getting Dez involved early. Use it all you want. That's fine, man, because they did. I mean, they heavily targeted him. He was double the, the next guy. He had 12 targets. Cole Beasley only had six. Oh, and he came away with six times two. He, he, he doubled Cole Beasley's targets. Exactly. So he came away seven receptions, 102 yards. He did not, you know, he didn't score any touchdowns because that was, they were doing it on the ground there, it looks like. Um, Jason Wynn took a huge dip in target. Uh, he had like yeah. 17 the week before, and now he only had four. Well, you know, Des Bryant's the more explosive player. So, you know, there you go. Get get him involved more, and maybe we'll win the game. And there you go. They Other won. side of the ball, Matt Jones didn't look terrible this week. He didn't look great week one, but he didn't look he, he, he didn't look terrible. Here's the deal. I don't understand what they're doing here in Washington. I mean, 46 attempts by Kirk Cousins, and then they're only going to rush the ball with running backs. Times? Yeah, well, 15 times because two of them were for, from Kirk Cousins. Oh, yeah, you're right. So that they literally ran the ball 15 times compared to 46 passes. Like, that's you're just not going to win games like that. You have to be more balanced. So... They need to get they need to get Matt Jones, especially if he's going to be averaging four point seven yards a carry. They need to get him more carries. They need to get him up to up to, you know around the eighteen to twenty five carries a game, and he'll be a solid asset. Yeah, I think so. I mean, somebody who is not, I'm not really big on this year at all, and I still want to see him still healthy at the same time. But like he's he's doing it. Yeah, you know? it's like yeah. okay, he's a, one of those guys that you know you can win a championship with him as your running back too. Right. That's what he, he's a, he's a championship caliber. Dyn- Championship caliber dynasty running back right now, and especially if they, especially if they get him involved more, like they need to get. Him. I mean, he's he he saved the day. He had a touchdown, but only sixty one yards, and they only threw him the ball one time, and he caught it for four yards. Josh Dotson made his appearance, made caught a ball for fifty seven yards. Right. That was good on five targets. Uh, again, number another name to watch here, a guy we talked about last week is Jameson Crowder, led the team in targets. I really like this guy. I, I liked him coming out um, last year. I wasn't able to get any shares of him, unfortunately. Never like kind of fell to me at the right positions. 
But yeah, he's going to catch a ton of passes, I think. I think you should put some offers out there in your dynasty leagues for Jamison Crowder. Mm-hmm. I do. I mean, he had a touchdown this week. It might be looking like you're you're trying to come off desperate, but I'd be aggressive in this in this mode right here. Again, we've already heard we didn't we weren't even sure if Pierre Garçon was going to make the roster or not. I wouldn't be surprised that um, if Pierre Garçon starts to maybe take a side step to Jamison Crowder. Now, the, you know Pierre Garçon tied with the second most targets. That being said. Pierre Garcon only had two catches for 25 yards. Jameson Crowder had eight targets for six catches, 39 yards, and a touchdown. I mean, here's the, I mean, here's the deal. Jameson Crowder, he's out producing him, and Pierre Garcon's making a ton more money. At the end of this year, Garcon's going to be gone. Oh, yeah. Jameson Crowder's going to be there. Deshaun Jackson, we'll see if he's there. Au revoir. Um, but both, both the guys. French. I know. Pierre Garcon. <laughs> Au revoir. I'm a French um, I just think both of those guys may end up being on other teams, Deshaun Jackson and Pierre Garçon. And it'll and it might end up being, you know, Josh Dotson and Jamison Crowder, depending on, on how the year goes. Yeah. And like Nick with, a, with a guy like Ryan Grant, you know, as their third wide receiver, who, who they like. I or think, another well. rookie or somebody they right. sign in free agency. Right. right. You know, maybe somebody who's going to be out there. Like, and, and I mean, it's not even like, hey, these guys are total scrubs. It's, hey, they're not producing up to their contracts. Let's get them out of here. Word. Moving on. Saints. Giants. This game was weird. I thought this game was going to be a high-scoring game. I thought it was going to be right. a shootout. Right. Turned out that was not the case. It was somewhat of a dud. Uh, Mark Ingram not catching the ball, which is going to hurt his value. I really thought he was going to catch the ball, catch the ball well this year. He's losing losing uh, catches to Varus Cadet. Um, having a, you know just kind of having a down well, week, first two weeks. I'm a little disappointed. I mean, unfortunately, this is another. Um, this is another team that's ridiculously unbalanced right now. 13 rushing attempts, nine by Mark Ingram, three by Hightower, and one by the fullback against, 40 fo- some, against 44 pass attempts. So same thing we just talked about. Yeah. And somebody brought that up to Triplett, actually, and Triplett yeah. said, yeah, we understand that's what's going on. We're kind of getting away from the run game, but we also kind of hard for us to see us to change that. That's a little worrisome when offensive coordinators say, hey, we know that we're passing it too much, but guess what? We're just going to pass a little bit more. Yeah, that is very worrisome. But, I mean, it's like if your defense is bad, you should run the ball to protect them a little bit, keep the time of possession in your favor. But instead, these guys are just chuck, 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 throwing the ball all over the place, and they're getting in shootouts. I mean, obviously, this game was not a shootout as far as the score goes because, it. I mean, apparently both teams were just being inept because uh, the, Eli Manning had 41 attempts, and they're, I mean... <laughs> The well, game, we said 32 game, rushes, though. Yeah, right. The game was 16-13. Hey, but what do we know? We're just a couple guys in a mom's basement uh, <laughs> talking in a podcast on, a, on an internet radio show. Mom, make me a sandwich now. Hey, my wife's a mom. Yeah, you're right. She's a milfalicious. Mm. She got her hair dead today. Okay. See that? I noticed, yeah. Why are you looking at my wife like that? I was just, Mandy got her hair cut like that, too. Shorter. And then I was like, oh, Ashley got a short hair cut, too. Yeah. Like, I like short, short hair, personally. Yeah. Long hair. My wife's like, you look at my hair. I'm like, you look good. <laughs> I'm like, you look real good. Uh oh. I think I'm drinking some coffee tonight. It's about to be Dotson number three. Don't. Nope. <laughs> Doctor saw to that. No, okay. re- when it comes to kids, <laughs> I am retired. <laughs> when it comes to safe sex, there's no safety going on in the Dotson household. All right. Okay. All, All right. right. Easy. Easy there. You want to know what I'm doing tonight? Hmm. All right, this is a PG show. All right, actually, cool. it's like PG thirteen. We could drop yeah. one like we're allowed to drop like one or two swear words every once in a while. It slips out. We do. I yeah. think you dropped the f bomb last week. 
for the I, first time ever on the show. I think I just kind of like mumbled it, so I'm not, I'm not sure it came across. Sometimes when you mumble into the mic, it, it doesn't really come through. Which is really weird because you and I, like when we're not on the mic, oh yeah, it's, it's just, just f this, f, f that, bomb glory. Like the f yeah. word's like my favorite word in the world. Yeah, that's why because sometimes it slips out, man. What are you? Gonna uh, do? We gotta move on because I just want to say it. All right, um, Sam Frame. So Brandon Cooks look good. Oh yeah, yeah. Willie Sneed still look good. Michael Thomas. Caught four of his five targets. Still look good. I think Michael Thomas is still a really great long-term play there in New Orleans. Absolutely. Um, Kobe Fleener still a huge disappointment. Two of eight. You know, two two receptions on eight targets. Yeah, that's, they're that's... just not on the same same page. But at the same time, if they can get on page, it's going to be a big boost to Fleener. Yeah, yeah. Other side of the ball, Sterling Shepard. Yeah, man, big time. Eight catches, eight. 117 yards, and no touchdowns, but that's okay. Yeah. Caught all eight of his targets. This guy is an excellent route runner, excellent hands. Him and Corey Coleman are like the same receiver. I think Sterling Shepard personally is probably a little bit better in and out of breaks and stuff like that. And he's knows, a better route runner. Knows his Corey way Coleman's out. a better like. He, if you want one of them to score a touchdown, it's gonna be Corey Coleman that's gonna score a touchdown. He's a, yeah. Corey Coleman's probably a big, more big play wide receiver. Sterling Shepard's like Jarvis Lander, and. Probably a little bit more explosive, to be honest. But yes, yeah, well, close. a little bit more explosive. But again, would you love to have Jarvis Landry? Yes. Hail to the yes. Yes. Um, Victor Cruz, eight targets, four catches, ninety-one yards. Coming a little bit irrelevant here again, Victor Cruz. Yeah, yeah. Two two weeks in a row, he's you know he's not filling up stat sheets, but he put up good stats week one, and then on week two he improved. So that's great, man. So let me ask you this as an Odell owner, and like Odell is somebody who I would never own, not because, I, again, Odell is great. It's just one of those guys, like, if I had the first overall pick, I'm not taking Odell back up. You know what I mean? I'm taking Antonio Brown. I'm probably take Julio. But it's just me. You know, okay. it's just, I just, but it's, not your flavor of ice cream. I got you. Yeah, but he's really good. Everyone um, likes ice cream. Yeah. yeah. I, I love ice cream, but, yeah, I don't yeah, like I love strawberry ice cream. Right. Some people don't like strawberry ice cream. Some people like chocolate ice cream. I have no idea why I don't like chocolate ice cream. I mean, right. It's kind of gross. Um, but, so, as an Odell owner, is this kind of worrisome now that like before it was like Ruben Randall, he was his wide receiver too. And Ruben Randall sucks. He didn't know how to run routes. He's terrible. Look, he got cut this year. I've been saying Ruben Randall sucked for years now. And I'm glad everybody else finally caught up saying, Hey, yeah, Ruben Randall sucks. Now Odell is surrounded by Jalen Shepard does not suck. Right. And, and Victor Cruz, Cruz is back. back mm-hmm. Does not suck. Um, As an Odell Beckham owner. I mean, you just kind of have to, probably lower your expectations slightly from what they were. I mean, he's still putting up numbers too. He's putting up eight for 86, which Look, is 16 points. But at the same time, like nobody scored a touchdown though. Yes. I so agree. In, in this game, it's not like, Oh, all these guys are, are stealing all his touchdowns or something. He got eight for 86 yards. Great and, game. Oh, he had a and great no, game. Yeah, and no one scored any touchdowns. But I mean, last year, those games, those 16 point games were 32 point games. So I'm just wondering, like as you, as an Odell Beckham owner, is it somewhat concerning? Not to concern like, oh, he's a bust or anything like that, but from the guy that you want him to be or expect him to be to where he got you, say, for last year, which is a championship. And I know in the Dynasty Nerds League right now, you're sitting at 0-2, and, and you're coming off back-to-back championships, where Odell, where he's a stud, but where you need him to be like the superstar stud, right. does it somewhat worry you just a little bit or not at all that, hey, Victor Cruz and Stillen Shepard are playing pretty well because it is going to take away some targets from Odell Beckham? Um, like I said, I think it just lowered my expectations from just a hair. Yeah, just from expecting to get twenty five to thirty to getting you know now it's like 
16. 16 to like 25. Cool living in a cardboard yeah. box. Yeah, I mean, because, I mean, he's definitely going to put up superstar games still. Yeah. Even with these other guys on he there, will. he's going to put up. And I, I hope that doesn't come out like to the point where I'm yeah. saying, oh, he's bad or he's anything on those lines. But is it, it's somewhat of, to me, I, if, as a non owner and outside looking in, I'm like, oh, that kind of sucks if I was an Odell owner. That's my response. They're like, oh, right. if I own Odell, that kind of sucks that. Still, Shepard's pretty sweet. My, you can count on him. No, I'm just waiting for it. it I'm waiting for his explosion game. It'll, okay. it'll come. I'm, I'm not too concerned, but I mean, I'm just kind of lowering, lowering my expectations. Next, moving on to San Fran, Carolina. Uh, Carlos Hyde had a huge dud after his week one. Kind of like a, pretty much a dead thing that happened last year, right? Um, um, yeah. Was playing Carolina, who's a very solid defense. He right. came out. Carlos Hyde said, "Hey, man, I sucked it up." Yeah, he, he owned it. He owned it Abs- pretty well. Absolutely. Which is something you want to hear, you know, like uh, it doesn't make you feel any better, but at least you, you know, because you, you obviously got crap points out of him. Um, but at least he's owning it. He knows he needs to do better. Um, and, you know, coaches probably like to hear that kind of stuff, too. So. And right after one week, we thought we said, hey, Jeremy Curley's the number one in San Francisco. Then he gets out targeted by Torrey Smith, who we thought was the bona fide number one there. Uh, the truth is, in San Francisco, you want nothing to do with their passing game. I didn't want to have anything to do with their passing game to begin with. Um, Vance McDonald, huge one one reception yeah. for 75 yards. And then Torrey Smith caught three balls. Mm-hmm. Quentin Pan caught three balls. Right. Jeremy Curley caught three balls. They're really spreading. Carlos Hyde caught three balls. Yeah, they're really spreading it around. And... Yeah, they're spreading the love. Yep. Um, other side of the ball, we got to talk about it. Kelvin Benjamin, <sighs> seven coming, catches, coming 108. Back. Two touchdowns. Yeah, on nine on nine targets. He's coming back beastie, man. We kind of thought that. All, we were wrong. We were wrong, yeah. All indications were that, um, you know, he was kind of coming back a little slow and, and wasn't really hitting on and all four, cylinders. We had, you know, in 14, dropped 50% of his balls. Right, yeah. Um, this, this week he catches seven, nine of his targets for 100. The guy's a stud. He's a beast. He's with Cam Newton. This guy is going to finish as a top five fantasy receiver this year. Yeah, he's pretty good. So and we, we were, we, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And now I know Mike and I liked him coming out. We were kind of like, okay on him and you were really down on him. And then I know this year I, I've been, I've been poo pooing on him all year. Right. I, you know, I'm eating crow. I was wrong. I was a hundred percent wrong on Kelvin Benjamin for something that I was really down on that I wanted nothing to do with. Now I'm just going, why was I, why wish I wanted, I want everything to do with him. I wish I had some Kelvin Benjamin shares. I've got none. I'm saddened. If I had him, I'd be in first place everywhere. But this looks like he is back. He's back for a, a long time. This guy is a force to be reckoned with. He's going to get paid in Carolina. As long as this guy stays healthy, he's going to be a top tier. I got to redo my, my dynasty rankings and give him a huge bump. All right. Um, besides that, Greg Olson, good game. Nothing, nothing else. See, yeah. Devin Funches scored a touchdown, but all that Devin Funches hype is kind of – Died Sizzle down. fizzled, right? Yep, absolutely. Yeah. And uh, we touched on the Fozzie Whitaker 100-yard rushing game. Yes, Fozzie Whitaker is the pick up there for the week. Mm-hmm. Um, moving on to Miami, New England. Jimmy Garoppolo got hurt. Gronk still hurt. LeGarrette Blunt had a monster game, 29 carries for 123 yards. Still waiting for Deion Lewis to come back to take over that James White position. Martellus Bennett had five catches for 114 yards and a touchdown. Will still be a viable option when Gronk does come back at tight end. But we th- need to get yeah, Gronk absolutely, back. absolutely. Yeah, I think that it's just going to be once Gronk's back and once um, Tom Brady's back, this offense is going to explode. I think. 
Like he's going to have a monster game against the Browns. Crappy defense week five. Like I would, I would start everybody and anybody week five on New England. Word to your mother. You Another can. side of the ball. Miami falls in that category that we were just talking about too, as in Washington and um, who else was not running the ball? But New New, uh, New Orleans. New Orleans. They only had sixteen carries. Right. I mean, this is the not even. No, no, false. You're right. They only had ten carries. Yeah, six of them were from Tannehill. Tannehill. They they rushed the ball. 10 times and threw the ball 45 Miami rushed the ball <laughs> 10 times they threw it 45 but really probably you know those six carries were also pass attempts too that just get that failed <laughs> so really it's like 51 to 10 <laughs> so Tannehill went back to throw the ball and JJ's like no it's my turn <laughs> this took the ball right out of his hand and no, I'm, talking about, I'm talking about the six carries by Tannehill were probably supposed to be pass attempts that he actually ran Oh. Like he got flushed out of the pocket and ran. I was just visioning Johnny no. in my head, taking the ball. Like, man, take my me, ball and go. Give me that ball. I'm going to the end zone. And like, not so fast. You're going to average two point yards per carry. So, yeah. Nerd. It, it's been bad. Um, Jayajahi, 2.8 yards per carry on five carries. <laughs> Look, at they're throwing the ball so much. Jordan Cameron caught a touchdown. Jordan Cameron had a good game, man. Five catches, five, 49 yards, and a seven targets. Yeah. Uh, the big news there, obviously, is. Jarvis Landry and Devontae Parker both saw 13 targets. Landry caught 10 of them. Devontae Parker caught 8 of them. 137 yards for Landry. 106 yards for Devontae Parker. Again, all these people, you and I were talking about this. When people are trying to jump in that Leontay crew bandwagon, and they're like, well, this is saying something about Devontae Parker and Jarvis Landry. And we're like, listen, this is why crew is dropping, because this doesn't say anything. Devontae Parker's really good, yeah. and Jarvis Landry's really good. And I know there's a couple, like, I know like Chris Rip Whitman, he writes for us. He's like, no, you know, this is Leontay Carew, he's going to be good. And I'm like, no, no, these guys are, yeah. he's a Dolphins fan, so you got to respect right, what he right, says. Right. And, I, I, and, but, and it wasn't just him. I'm just, I'm actually like friendly with him, so I could bring his name up. But there's tons of people on Twitter saying, hey, this hurts everybody else because Leontay Carew's really good. Well, Leontay Carew was really good in college, but he dropped because of some issues, and now he he's just in a, he can't even get on the field, basically. And so. He's just in a really bad situation. As right. we were saying, these guys are young. Jarvis Landry and Devontae Parker are really young. 13 targets for each. And not only that, they capitalized on him. Both scored over 100 yards. Right. And if Miami, now with Foster hurt, dude, listen, Kenyon Drake's not that great. Jay nope. Jai is not that great. Okay. Nope. So they had 10 carries this week. They might have 13 carries next week. So. Devontae Parker and Jarvis Landry are the guys to own. And look for Parker shares just to skyrocket. I agree, man. He's coming back off the injury. Uh, he's just going to get healthier between now and next week. And, and remember last year, too, I tried to point this out last year. It was like when he got back, he was hurt, yes, a lot last year. But when he came back healthy, he came on strong last absolutely. year with a couple. You know, he had an over 100-yard game. I think Devontae Parker's ready to start now. I think this is the beginning of Devontae Parker saying, hey, world, I'm here. You just got to keep those hammies healthy. Those dual hammy in, in, injuries and his legs have been a concern, but if you can keep those under wrap, keep them on ice, he's going to be a force to be reckoned with. Literally. Ice those bad boys down. Yeah, that's what we're talking about. <laughs> um, moving on. We got a lot of games to cover. We're uh, in an hour and six minutes. Let's try and get through these a little bit quicker here. All right, huh? let's, let's roll. Kansas City, Houston, Lamar Miller, good. Nothing really see here. Will Fuller, back-to-back, first time a rookie running court, uh, receivers had back-to-back 100-yard games. To start his, to start his career. Right. And you see one of those big catches, 
it was a jumble. Like he caught it, bounced right off his hands, but he caught it again. I saw a thing on there saying, "Listen, he doesn't have great hands." No, but somebody's like, literally, I saw a caption from like on Twitter from NFL like tweets like, "How does uh, Will Fuller make this catch?" And I was like, "Okay, I got to see this amazing catch by Will Fuller." Meanwhile, he hits his hand, bounces up in the air, and he catches it again for a big play. I'm like, "That turd almost." It's what he does. He drops yeah. smalls. He double catches. He doesn't have strong hands, but obviously he's getting he's getting past. You know, he's getting beyond the coverage there. He's getting over it and. And they're chucking the ball deep, man. He looks good. I yep. mean, he looks good. Mm-hmm. I mean, for he's going to be the big thing is he looks good. Is again, he only had, but this is what I predicted from Will Fuller, right? He had seven targets. He caught four of them. That's almost fifty percent. Okay, right. He's going to drop balls, but yes, he had four catches for one hundred and four yards. So that's where it comes into value. That's what he's going to do. That's where his value comes into play. I am still. I would. I am trying to capitalize. I would sell Will Fuller. I'm calling it out. I would. I'm still not buying it. I, I, I feel this like, is unsustainable right now. Yes. I mean, so there you go. The best ability is reliability, and he's still not somebody we, from what he showed me in these first two weeks, I can rely on. I'm telling you, I'm not, I'm still not in. Maybe I'll eat crow on him, but as of right now, I'm standing my ground. DeAndre Hopkins is a monster. Jeremy Macklin still sits as one of the most underrated fantasy assets out in the United States today. Spencer Ware had a big dip. Yeah, I mean, you know, when you catch like a million balls for 100 yards and, you know, you're rushing for like 70, 80 yards and scoring touchdowns and stuff, there's going to be a natural regression. Spencer Ware came back down to earth a little bit uh, with just like 57 yards rushing and 48 receiving on, t- on only just two receptions. So, yeah, he came down. He came back down to earth a little Jamal bit. Jamal Charles, are you worried? Um, It sounds like they're not even 100% sure he's going to be coming back this week, this upcoming week. So, um. Am I worried if I'm a Spencer Ware owner or a Jamal Charles owner? What were you asking? If you're a Jamal Charles owner. Yeah, it's starting to make me a little bit nervous. Um, yeah, I guess the best thing you do, I, as, a, as an owner, it's just, I think it's more sucks than nervous because I feel like, well, at least they're going to wait till he's 100% healthy. And if I've gotten this far without him, you know, I'll have a healthy Jamal Charles late. Uh, moving on, next game here. All right. L.A., Seattle. Uh, we talked about Todd Gurley already. The receivers, they blow. Um, Tyler Lockett had four catches for 99 yards. But again, we already, I think we already hit on this with the Kristen Michael talk as well. We basically nailed this game down. It was, a, I mean, just a crappy game uh, all around. Yeah, so let's move on. We talked about Jameis Winston. We talked about Doug Martin. Charles Sims to start this week. Mike Evans, 17 targets. Jameis Winston Ooh. loves him. Uh, Mike Evans, he's already a top 12 dynasty receiver. He's going to stay there. Came in with a touchdown as well. That was late in the game. He caught that because he had a down game until he caught that touchdown. Yeah. Honestly, he yeah. wasn't really 17 targets. But that's a concern as well, though. He had 17 targets, caught six footballs. Right. That's a concern. I mean, Jameis was having a rough day, though, as well. I mean, he threw four interceptions in that game so you know i without seeing the game and i did not actually get a chance to watch this one i'm not going to put all that on mike evans i'm going to guess that some of those those some of those were off targets and stuff like that yeah vincent jackson caught four balls for 44 yards again nine targets yeah vincent jack he's somebody like if you can get a sandwich for him you're taking a sandwich for him um, yeah vincent jackson's heyday is an, an, another side of the ball gone. john brown another weak game one catch for 14 yards and only three targets. I'm not sure, man. You know, he did have those concussions, like, coming right up into the season. I'm wondering if they're not just kind of, like, easing him back in or maybe he's not right yet and it's affecting his game. Yeah, concerning. Yeah. Uh, moving on to Jacksonville, San Diego. Another team that, I mean, this is implicated. 
If you want to see what teams might be targeting these running backs, look at the teams that just aren't even bother giving their running backs to football. Jacksonville. Oh my God. Okay. We're talking okay, we're talking about teams that run the ball, they run the ball. Jacksonville Jacksonville Jaguars ran the ball eight <laughs> times. Eight times against fifty pass attempts by they ran the ball. portals. We were making fun of ten carries. Yeah. All right, for Miami, they had ten carries. Jacksonville had eight carries. Yep. I mean, obviously, they're losing the game pretty much right from the rip. They didn't score for their any of their points until the fourth quarter, so they were down, you know, seven twenty-one, you know, thirty-five points pretty quickly there. I mean, it's hard to run the ball when you're down thirty-five points. Yeah, but, um, I guess, but yeah, so I mean, some they, of, so they were some down of, early and they were down a lot. So early, some of that's so yes. ga- some of this is game flow type of stuff, but still. Um, but yeah. They just really. I just think this says a little bit more about TJ Yeldon. I think his day. This is something that I liked a lot coming out. Um, he's looked like shit. Oh, he's looked like really bad this year. <laughs> yeah, he's looked like poop. Okay. Yeah. Um, let's so, just let's not you know let's not poo poo this. He's looked like I, total crap. So year. maybe you should go out there and try and get some Chris Ivory shares. I know. Um, I think it was Mike Beckley I saw on Twitter saying, "Hey, I'm out there trying to buy every Chris Ivory share I possibly can right now." Yeah. And I was like, "That's a good idea, Mike." That's not bad at all. Um, and tell that to him personally but in my head i'm like hey that's a good idea um (laughs) well maybe you should tell him personally so on chris ivory you should probably go out there and get some shares of chris ivory good to see marquise lee be involved in the game um five catches for 75 yards on seven targets yeah i mean i think that's kind of been an an anomaly but um yeah it is nice to see it's just nice to see him marquise lee sighting i guess because i mean i guess like if you envision it from what the way they drafted it it would be alan hearns alan robinson and marquise lee is like that's their like future at receivers so if you can get a little bit of of something going on you're right right they're gonna throw the ball that much somebody's gotta catch the ball it's five catches for 75 yards that's a startable wide receiver three right and something like a little note from the game i guess uh while we were dogging TJ Yelton. I don't I mean he kind of saved his value with eight receptions, but on the flip side of that, it was eight receptions for ten yards. Yeah. So like literally tossing the ball and he just got tackled. Yeah, that's I mean, that's like almost hard to do. Yeah. And he did it. So um one point three yards per catch. That's horrible. (laughs) I can do that if I can catch the football. Right. Well, yeah. I mean I would I'd get I'd get eleven targets and I'd come down with two balls. That's me personally. Right. Um other side of the ball, we were wondering who's gonna step up for Keen Allen. Right. We mentioned Tyrell Williams' name, and Tyrell Williams, where he had six targets, were just as many targets as Travis Benjamin had. They were both targeted six times for the team lead. Tyrell came away with three catches for 61 yards, and he had a touchdown, that nice, long 44-yard touchdown play. Looked really good. I think Tyrell, for the long term here, is going to be the guy. Right. I think if him and Rivers can build that rapport, he's the perfect receiver that Rivers likes. But at the same time, uh, you're making fun of the rabbit, I have not made fun of the rabbit all year. Uh, yeah, yeah. Six catches, 150, 15 yards, and two touchdowns. Hey, man, I think he's capable of this on an inconsistent basis, basically. Hey, he caught all six targets. Good to see him. Good to see you him. You can start Travis Benjamin him. this week. Okay. And Melvin Gordon, obviously, we talked just, about. Just don't be surprised if he catches two balls. <laughs> You'll catch two balls. <laughs> Roman soldier. There's a joke there, but I'm just going to uh, Moving on, the the split and carries, Defondre Freeman in Carolina, and uh, not Carolina, but in Atlanta in the Oakland game, uh, Freeman got a little bit more carries this week. Um, yeah, which was good. That was good. Rush for 93 yards, 90, just a five and a half point uh, average. 93 out, out yards. Kevin so a little bit of a bounce back week for him. Unfortunately, you know, Tevin Coleman um, 
got two catches, um, and Devontae Freeman got none for whatever reason. Listen, I, I'm I'm kind of baffled by this because Devontae Freeman showed to be uh, like a more than adequate receiver out of the backfield. I thought last it was year. a strong game last it year. It really was his strong point. So leave it. I mean, leave it's it. Really to, a mixed bag. Leave it to Shanahan to mess with a like a good situation. Like that's kind of like him and his dad's like mo with running backs. So what are you gonna do? I mean. You're, I'm happy. I'm a Devontae Freeman owner. He got 93 yards. Um, I don't know. I'll tell you what I did. I, like. I, I like. I'm at this point throwing my hands up, just kind of going, I don't know what. To I do. liked what I saw of Austin Hooper. He had a nice little oh, game there. Yeah, man. So I think he's a long term solution there in Atlanta. Yeah, he um, definitely is. Oakland, nothing. Um, yeah, about. nothing noteworthy. You know, I mean, Latavius did what Latavius does. Eight carries, 57 yards. Nice 7.1 clip there. Still um, runs so high, man. I'm waiting for that shoe to drop. Yeah, I'm just waiting for him to get hurt. Honestly. Yep. Um, receiver wise. Yeah. Nothing really. Yeah, nothing jumps off the page. Amari's right? a beast, right? Yeah, Amari's good. Uh, Clive Walford had a pretty good game. Six six catches for 50 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Indy, Denver, Demarius bounces back. Virgil Green had three catches for 46 yards. Nice little stat is the week before that, Virgil Green saw 19% of his target, the team targets. 19%. Mm-hmm. Most of any tight end NFL. Again, this week he comes away, he has three targets, okay? And he catches all three for 46 yards. Virgil Green established himself as a player in there in the passing game in Denver. If you need a tight end, Virgil Green might turn himself into a solid option. And, and he was one of the guys that I kind of mentioned uh, before the season started. I think, you know, I was kind of on him last year, too, and then that didn't really work out. So I was a little bit hesitant, you know, like backing him again this year. But I, I just I feel like they were making such an effort in the preseason to kind of get him involved uh-huh. that and it's carried over in the, into the regular season. Yeah, and it really is. And then on the other side, the other tight end, Jack Doyle, um, still outshining Dwayne Allen. Right, absolutely. Someone of concern there. Uh, Minnesota, Green Bay, nothing to really go over there. Jared Cook got a little bit more involved in the passing game and did see six targets, caught four of them for 31 yards. Devontae Adams still saw seven targets, equal to Randall Cobb. Randall Cobb and Devontae Adams so far are being equally targeted in football in these football games right through two through two games and right. they're and they're you know Randall Cobb caught five balls for 42 yards if Adams had three for 26 so Adams value is rising a little bit here right I think he's established himself um he's separated himself I guess is what I really wanted to say from the other guys that you know in the preseason everyone was talking up a couple other guys Jeff Janis uh whatever the other guy's name was uh Jared Aberdeus yes Aberdeus thank you I, rock for, me Aberdeus rock me Amadeus um, um, so I think he separated himself clearly and he's the guy you want. He's to a own. clear number three there. Right. Uh, and then number three in the green Bay offense is somebody you may be able to play other side of the ball with AP going out. It's going to be the Jarek McKinnon, Matt Asiata show. Uh, McKinnon has the highest upside for fantasy value wise there. He's going to be the back. You want to kind of pick up off your waivers if you can do that or own. Um, but let's talk about for a minute. I know we're running out of time here. I know we're kind of up against it. We're, attempting to run to do the longest show we've ever run ever here <laughs> it's all those injuries and everything but stefan dix um i know it's about earlier yeah. caught nine of 11 targets for 182 yards and not only that he looks tremendous he also had a touchdown looks tremendous doing it yeah now this is a guy that we talked about in the offseason saying hey mike preached this as well he's a five-star recruit really good uh job coming out of there going to college you know it was in a doghouse had some injuries people thought he shouldn't come out early Right, he just kind of had some maturity issues. Um, and he's looking, I mean, right now, I had to go through there and put him on my rankings a little bit as well. Stefan Diggs, 
is making himself into that category of like elite prospect, elite, like second round of your startup draft prospect, right? Top twenty four player here, right? Absolutely. I I mean, I, 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 there's nothing else I can really add to that. You, you nailed it down pretty good there, there, and it was. And it's not just two weeks that he's just doing it. It's not two weeks in a row. It's how he's doing. Like I'm watching him play. Like I've watched. I made a focus. I have Stefan Diggs. I have a lot of Stefan Diggs shares. I Mm -hmm. just made sure I got a lot of them. And he looks so good. Like right now, I wouldn't. There's not many things that like. There's not many offers you could throw my way for Stefan Diggs to make me want to give something up. But I feel good about as a Diggs owner is where I build my teams around young receivers. I have other good quality receivers. Is it's putting me in a position not to trade Stefan Diggs, but trade some of those other assets where I know that hold really good value. And I'm making, I'm starting to make those moves now because I'm pretty sure Stefan Diggs is going to be a wide receiver one for some time now. I, I totally agree, man. You Last can. game of the week. Last game. Dog, Philadelphia. Dog with fleas. Uh, <laughs> I, it, the yeah. Bears. The Jeremy Bears, Langford man. is complete garbage. You want nothing to do with him. His 2.5 clip is terrible. Uh, he did have a touchdown, but it was like a go- it wasn't even that special of a touchdown. He had a long run of sixteen. We were we said Matt Jones wasn't hold much value. We were kind of wrong on that preseason, uh, but we did say Jeremy Langford and Jay Jai would not be good, and you should Jay sell them both. Uh, hopefully, you'd listen to that because right now they have no value. I feel like maybe Jeremy Langford you could still get something for him because he's still the starting running back. But again, any I think we said the same thing last week though. Any if as soon as he has a good game, get out. Yeah, he's 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 not a very good running back. No, he's not good. He's you gotta get out. He's yep. he's not he's not a short term answer. He's not a long term answer. He is no answer. He's and, terrible. And Carson Wentz um, looked like a pretty decent functioning NFL quarterback. He didn't tear it up for fantasy wise. Um, NFL wise, he looked good. Right. Nelson Aguilar again, still part of that offense. Something that we thought wasn't gonna be a part of the offense. Saw seven targets, caught four balls for forty two yards. Big thing is he uh, he should have had a ball in the end zone. He possibly could have had there. Um, one concern I will have there is that Darren Sproles outcarried Ryan Matthews. He even had a goal line carry, which was what somewhat concerning. And it feels like they're kind of down on Ryan Matthews. And Ryan Matthews hasn't done anything. I know he came in with the game with two touchdowns, but at the same time, those were goal line carries. Hasn't done anything overly great right now. And they are using Darren Sproles in the running game, kind of how we talked about mm-hmm. earlier that before the season started, where we said Darren Sproles is in our sleeper list. Right. Darren Sproles didn't do anything special. What's concerning is Ryan Matthews owner the way they're using him. Um, I agree because I wouldn't have I wouldn't have expected to have him out carrying Ryan Matthews in too no, many games. It's silly, and here it is already week two. He's already done it. So, um, yeah, that's kind of an oddity. Um, I don't know. It's a big week two. A lot went down. Obviously, this is one of the longest shows we've ever done ever. So, if you stayed with it, hey, thanks. You know, pray out. Yeah, thanks. Um, one last note on that: uh, Trey Burton, the tight end, um, yeah. with Zach Ertz being out, had a, had a decent game, man. Five catches, forty nine yards, and a touchdown. He's a guy that might be available on your waiver wire. Um, he probably isn't a lot of terrific mention. Yeah, I should. I can't believe I didn't even see that. Yes, Trey Burton is a great pickup. There, saw seven targets. Yep. So I just wanted I just wanted to throw that in before we closed up. The and probably a waiver wire guy. Yeah. Like think, so a I nice so. stash is yep. Trey Burton. In the meantime, maybe can establish himself. It's not like Zach Ertz is anything overly special. Right, and with this injury, it could be a multiple-week injury with that uh, rib, I think, just yeah. displacement or whatever they call it. Um, so, yeah, he and, might be a startable guy. Oh, so we've got September Madness opened up. It filled. Yeah. Uh, it's the third one. It took a little bit longer. It took about five days to fill that one up, but it, it filled up. It's about to get underway. Um, 
excited for that one. Did you win your September Madness Leagues? I won both of them. Look I'm, at you. I'm moving on to week three. I won my other one, too. Not optimistic about this week, but I wasn't optimistic about last week. Right. If uh, somehow I could pull this off. It'd be amazing. And win that Dynasty Nerd shirt. Woo. Just win my conference. That's all I want to do. <laughs> if I just win my conference, I'm okay with that at this point. I mean, I only got three more games to go. Yeah, dude. It's only, it's only like, man. It goes by quick. It does. Uh, in the meantime, if you want to talk Dynasty Fantasy Football on Twitter, you can hit me up at Dynasty Rich. I'm at Dynasty Matt. You can follow the site at Dynasty Nerds. Please follow all of those. I don't know why, just because something about like if you have a lot of Twitter followers, it's better, I guess. Everything's better with Twitter that's followers. What, that's what the kids say. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to do us a solid favor, get on iTunes, give us a rating and review. Helps the podcast in more ways than we can possibly say. Keeps us to the top of the charts. And we always see ourselves, our names up there, and it's because of you guys. So if you guys give us a rating review, we will be virtual BFFs. Um, if you want to support the podcast financially, the best way to do that is to buy Dynasty Nerds t-shirt. It's the most comfortable t-shirt in the world, guaranteed to increase your sex life, your high-five intakes, and the, and the Google's googly eyes you get, right? Oh, the googly eyes. Don't yeah. ever forget about the googly no, eyes. No, everybody likes those second looks when somebody looks at you and they look back again like, oh, damn, look at that. I get that all the time. You wear that shirt a lot. <laughs> I have 17 of them. <laughs> so, all right, guys, that's it. We'll be back next week. Thanks for listening. Long show. Yeah, Hope very, you enjoyed it. Very long show. It's past my bedtime. Mm, I'm tired. Mm. Hit the hockey. Cody Kessler. Ah. <laughs> Ready, set, Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. Make sure to check us out at DynastyNerds.com for up-to-date Dynasty insight. And follow us on Twitter at Dynasty Nerds.